crazy. Uh, now, according to what uh, generation you grew up in, Patsy Cline or Willie Nelson. So, yeah, Patsy Cline's the one I, I also remember, so we're dating ourselves, Jim. Uh, you know, life is full of decisions, isn't it? True? I mean, some of you are in the midst of ma- making a major life decision right now. You're in the throes of that. Some of you are considering relocating. Some of you are contemplating a job change in your life. Some of you are in a relationship, and right now you're trying to decide if you continue or call it quits. Some of you, it's a financial decision. The fact is, you know things are out of control. You know that things need to change in your life. Decisions. Decisions, decisions. Life is full of decisions. Now, let me ask you, have you ever made a decision that you regretted? (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever listened to the wrong people? Have you uh, ever made a decision and you didn't have all the facts, and then sometime later you realized it was really a crazy decision that you made. I mean, we've all done that, right? And when you face decisions, there is a process that you go through. And I'm going to be blunt because some of those processes are just flat-out crazy. I mean, it's, it, it's hard to understand sometimes. I, I want to scream especially when I know that God's word is full of all kinds of information to allow us to make good decisions, great decisions in our lives. The fact is, today we're going to talk about a guy you may or may not have heard of. Uh, His name's Darius, and Darius was a king, and Darius was facing a very, very difficult situation in his life. And as he's moving toward the decision He faces a lot of tension, a lot of opposition, and that's really when things get kind of crazy in the story. Darius uh, had just led the the Medes and the Persians in battle. They had just ransacked the capital city of the Babylonians, a, a city that most people thought was impenetrable. The fact is the walls of Babylon, and we know this from archaeology, 350 feet tall, 87 feet thick. And think about that for a minute, 350 feet tall. I mean, these were massive walls around the city. Darius is an extremely intelligent and savvy leader. And so one of the first things he does after he takes over the city is he seeks out a guy by the name of Daniel. Now, I don't know, maybe intelligence told him that. Maybe every time he asked people, who's, who's the smart guy around here? They said, Daniel. But he knew that Daniel had integrity. He knew that Daniel had spoken truth into other kings' lives. And we talked about Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar that he had spoken into their lives. Darius understood that he needed people with history in this town. He needed people that had insight and discernment if he was going to make a successful transition in this city. He 
he's starting something new. Have you ever started something new in your life? You know, you, you made a move in your life, and initially, in your mind, you're thinking, man, this is great, this is awesome, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, maybe, maybe you just got married, or maybe you decided that you're going to start a business. And so you look, and you, it's full of excitement, full of possibilities. And here's the thing that I figured out. When you make major transitions in your life, The decisions that you make at first will determine the future to a very, very high degree. It's true in just about every area of life. You get a new position at work. You know, you uh, sign on with a different company. You're in a new relationship. Uh, A baby comes along. Uh, You start a new routine. The fact is the decisions that you make right now to a high degree, will determine the foundation and will affect your future. I was thinking back on when we started Faith Fellowship. There were just a few people. We didn't have a building. We we had no idea what the future was going to hold for us. But I realize now how important the decisions we made then charted the course of history for this church. Those, Those decisions proved to be big. And and here's the thing, when you face decisions, people will come out of the woodwork to give you advice. Have you noticed that? Now, in all fairness, some of that advice is good, it's helpful, and some of it that's offered, well, I'm going to be nice, let's just say crazy, all right? But the question is, what do you do? with that advice? I mean, do you, do you take their advice? Do you, do you follow random advice? You know, do you, do you have a decision-making process? And, and so we're going to look at Darius's decision. We're going to pick up the story. Daniel 6, verse 3, it says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the what? The whole kingdom. Darius has designed what I'll call an organizational chart for ruling Babylon. He is planning on putting Daniel at the very top of it. He's going to be over all the administrators, all the satraps, and I know we go, what's a satrap? Think governor here, okay? The, all these officials are going to have to answer to Daniel. And this is where I think Darius made a a very flawed decision. He made the mistake. The fact is, it seems like everybody knew that Daniel was going to be promoted before Daniel was actually promoted. And and if if, I I don't know if uh, he was tweeting it out there or blogging, but the the word got out. Er, Everybody knew about it. And I I was thinking about, have you ever noticed when you're making a a major decision in your life, you you reach a point and you think you've got a handle on everything. You think you understand. And then suddenly something unexpected happens or you get some other information. And what was once very, very clear to you gets kind of foggy. 
And friends, I'm convinced it's in that fogginess, in that craziness, that oftentimes we make decisions we regret. Darius is planning on promoting Daniel. That's when things got crazy. See, the, the other officials were not keen on the idea. Daniel was not one of them. Daniel was uh, not a Persian. Daniel was an old man, but Daniel is the new guy. Nobody knows him. He's just come on board. And the best I can tell, jealousy overran all the officials. They get jealous. I mean, that's how jealousy goes, isn't it? You know, when someone sees someone getting promoted at work, jealousy. You know, you see someone being blessed in their life. You see a peer that is moving ahead. And this stuff happens everywhere, doesn't it? It happens at the office, the work site, at school. It happens on, on ball teams. It happens in your neighborhood. Do you ever get jealous of others? Do you? Let me ask it another way. Have you ever seen or witnessed the craziness that jealousy causes? These government officials, they did not like Daniel. They did not appreciate the fact that he was being promoted. And consequently, they became a group of naysayers. They began spewing venom everywhere they went. They became crazy. And I will tell you, crazy loves company. You show me someone that's going a little crazy, and I'll show you people gathering. <laughs> yeah. Darius was making a really good move by promoting Daniel. But these Persian, I'll call them palace plotters, they got together. Scripture says, so these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king. There we go again. They went as a group. They went as a group. The, the fact is the group always has something to say. You, you've got to understand they can be crazy sometimes. And, and I asked this last week, but do you have the right advisors in your life? When you face a decision, do you have people around you? Is it the right people? Are they people of integrity? Are, are they people that speak the truth in love? Are they people who are honest with you, that, that encourage you, that love you enough to tell you when you're going the wrong direction? Or, or are they people who whine a lot and cry a lot? Or are they negative people, people that are discouraging? I mean, what kind of people do you surround yourself with? Choose very, very carefully because it can determine which direction you go. Make sure it's the right day in your life. And just a little heads up, this is kind of an add-on here, but I have noticed that people rarely fall when they're climbing the ladder in life. They, you know, when they're building their careers, when they're building the company or building the church, but it's when they get to the top that you really got to be careful in your life. You know why? Because there are people that try and step into your life and manipulate you. 
There are people that will pretend to have your best interest at heart. See, as long as it fits their agenda. These officials that approach Darius, they have an agenda. And their agenda, get rid of Daniel. We've got to get rid of this guy. So these, these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. You know, Darius, you're, you're the man. You're awesome. They, they got this crazy plan. They hide their agenda by, by building him up. Man, you're the, you're the best we've ever seen. You're the incredible king. It says the royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree. So apparently the officials had gotten together. They, they talked about what to do. They voted. And again, crazy loves company. So they all got together. And they decided that they were going to set Daniel up. And, and it's interesting to me, when, it, when I read Scripture, every time God's people, and I'll say voted, so to speak, but they got together and decided what was better to do, they ended up outside of God's will. Every time. You know, and here's the harsh reality. The majority oftentimes is wrong when, when it comes to following God and being obedient to God. And the reason they're mostly, most of the time they're wrong is because they have an agenda. They, they usually have something where they're looking at, how's this affect me? What's in it for me? And so the, those who follow faithfully and follow God, and are obedient, tend to be in the minority in the world. Daniel is in the minority. And Daniel, in the midst of this hypocrisy, he's surrounded by a pagan culture. Daniel decides he will be a person of integrity no matter what. Daniel had the courage to stand strong and stand up for God before the majority. He was obedient and was willing to do that no matter what the cost was. And my point is this. People like Daniel stand out. But they oftentimes stand alone in life. If you're always listening to the crowd, always following the advice of culture, always moving with the majority, you will miss out on the best that God has to offer you in your life. You, you will miss out on hearing that discernment and, and hearing the godly advice that people have. You'll miss the best God offers in life. You really will. They will lead you astray. They tell the king, you know, we, we've all got together, we all agree, king, that we should, you should issue an edict. And the fact is, enforce that decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days 
except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Can you hear this conversation? Darius, you're so phenomenal. We think we should have 30 days that's just about you, King. Everyone should acknowledge you for the next 30 days. You deserve this attention. And this is when it gets crazy. Because Darius, because of his pride, he's just blind to this. He's like, you're right. I am great. People should worship me. And do you start seeing a trend in this series so far? Pride, pride, pride gets in the way. Pride, people start hating. People get negative. They, they twist things. They, they hide their agenda. And Darius falls for it. Darius listens to the wrong they. He didn't even go consult Daniel, who he knew had the gift of discernment. Darius reacts to these guys. He uh, sends out an email to the entire empire. You know, he hits send, and he puts the law into play. Without any consultation, without any consideration. And when you read the uh, constitution, so to speak, of the Medes and the Persians, their law was that if a law was written, when it was declared, once you hit send, you could not take it back, no matter what. Darius declares, everybody must worship me over the next 30 days. And anyone who refuses should be fed to the lions. Hmm. I've noticed in life there, there are three types of people. People that they are with you, people that are for you, and people will use you. And I've met all of them. You know, the with you people... They're, they're the people that always have your back. They, they, they will stand with you no matter what. They're, they're encouraging. They're honest with you. They love you. They care about you. They are with you no matter what. And then there are the people that are for you. And I call them the fans. You know, they're, they're not really invested, but they cheer for you and get real excited about stuff as long as it doesn't cost them anything. As long as you believe and have the same values that they have or, the same, or go in the same direction that they're going. But when they see you go a different way, well, boom, they'll shift, I mean, crazy fast. And they'll find someone else to go cheer on and be a fan of. And then people will use you. They will use you. They're opportunists. They're always looking out for themselves. They'll, they'll betray you. They'll, they'll stab you in the back. They'll, they'll throw you to the lions, most literally. They'll just throw you to the lions. And here's what people that use people don't understand. When they throw you to the lions, their agenda oftentimes gets exposed 
and all the craziness, I mean, many times it comes back on them. Not always, but many times it comes back on them. Anybody who knew anything about Daniel knew that Daniel was a, a man of prayer. It was, it was central to his life. It, it was his habit to pray to God three times a day. He, he was very regimented about it. They also knew that Daniel would not bow to an earthly king, that he only bowed to the one true king, the creator of the universe. And so after Daniel hears about this new law, so I'm thinking, well, you know, he could have prayed secretly, couldn't he have? Could have closed the door, turned out the lights, prayed in private, but he didn't. The government officials are waiting. They know where he's at. They know when he prays. And so they're waiting. And when they they caught Daniel praying, I mean, these guys can't get back to the king quick enough. They they got to get back to him with the news. It says, then they said to the king, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, that's a way of saying he's not one of us, pays no attention to you, your majesty. That's a lie. That is not true. And I thought, how often it is that people gather and they say things, you know, they twist things to to fit their agenda, to push some cause forward. Friends, you need discernment in this life to shed light on their personal biases, their, their ulterior motives. It says, You know, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing, he still prays three times a day. They use the crazy law that they got created to get what they wanted. And I believe it's in this moment that Darius realizes he's made a horrible decision. In fact, I believe he regretted it immediately. Because as you read the story, he does everything he can to to try and alter the course of things. But the law has already been declared. In other words, the law has tied his own hands. He can't do anything about it. And it says, so the king gave the orders. And they brought Daniel and they threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, and this is why I know he, he, he knew he'd made the wrong choice. He says, may your God, who you serve continually, rescue you. If you read this story, the king fasts all night. And I find that very interesting because Darius is not a believer. But he fasts. He can't sleep. He can't rest. He's tormented inside. And I I thought about so often. That's when God speaks to us, when we can't sleep. You know, when you're alone with yourself, alone with your thoughts, alone with God. And how many times... We end up in that situation and we go, you know, I've I've tried it my way. 
but God, I'll try it your way. You know, have your way with me, Lord. And again, kind of read in between the lines, but I think Darius knew that they had used him, that they'd played him. And I think he also realized in that moment that pride had led him to make a decision that he regretted. And I think Darius got right with God. It says the, the next morning that the king races to the lion's den. You know, so he's running, which is undignified, by the way. No king, no king in the right mind would ever be seen running. But he races there. And with fear, anticipation inside. And I love this part. It says, when he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, who you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? He's waiting for an answer. Hoping against hope. Heart racing, probably. And when Daniel answers, can, can you imagine the elation in that moment? The moment that you know that you know. That moment that you know that, that God is over all. That God's in charge. That God's in control. Daniel answers, may the king live forever. My God sent his angels and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me. And after this, several things happen very, very fast. The, the palace plotters, they're arrested. They're thrown into the same lion's den. They're, they're ripped apart by the lions. In fact, Scripture says before their feet hit the floor in the lion's den, they were devoured, consumed. Darius sends out another email, kingdom-wide, and he calls for the nation to worship the God of Daniel. And then the chapter closes. And I love this. It says, so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. I got stuck on that line. Daniel prospered. Friends, God wants you to prosper in your life. Now, I want to be very careful. I am not talking about money, not talking about wealth. It, it could be that, but it, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living for God. I'm talking about making decisions that, that are God-honoring in our life. I'm talking about living with courage and being bold for God. And when we do that... When we're faithful, when we're obedient, no matter what the cost is in life, we will experience as followers of Jesus Christ the abundant life, the, the best that, that life has to offer when we're faithful. You know, think about this. Daniel, Daniel's uh, from Jerusalem. He's Jewish. He's living in exile in Babylon. He's living in a pagan culture. And Daniel is not whining. 
Yeah, I shouldn't be here. This is awful. This isn't fair. I can't believe it. Why, why is this happening to me? No. Daniel is using what he's been given for the glory of God. See, Daniel understood that God had placed him there for an amazing purpose. I mean, we're talking about him all these years later. You know, Christ followers, we should be positive people. Why? Because we have a relationship with God. Because you should understand that God has placed you where you are right now for a purpose, for his purpose. He created you for that. And my question is, are you like Daniel? In your neighborhood, in the office, at school? Are you like Daniel in the midst of this culture? You know, Lord, thank you for the position that I have at the company. You know, Lord, thank you for my neighbors. I know a lot of them do not know you, but I thank you for the opportunity. I know there's a reason I'm here. Lord, thank you for that. I'm here for a reason and for a purpose in life. And you are here for a reason and a purpose. If I had to put this in a nutshell, the whole message is we are surrounded by crazy. We are surrounded by crazy people, crazy agendas, crazy people doing crazy things, saying crazy things. And the question is, who are you listening to? And then the question is, who are you living for? Are you listening to the right they in your life? Are you living for an audience of one? Crazy for God. See, I believe we are more than equipped to make God-honoring decisions, to make the right call at the right time, in this crazy, crazy world. I'm just crazy enough to believe that God can use us in that moment. And I'm crazy enough to believe God will use you as well. The question is, will you let him? Will you be? Will you be that person? So let, let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. God, there's not one of us here today that hasn't made some decisions we regret. And Lord, all of us have a little bit of crazy around us, at the very least. God, help us to be people that honor you, that obey you, no matter what the cost. Help us to be people of integrity. Help us to be people that are positive, that are uplifting, that the world can look at and go, I, I need somebody like that in my life. And God, I pray that you would use us. Use us in the office, on the work site, school, in our neighborhoods, 
in our communities. God, help us to be the people you've called us to be and created us to be. It's in the name of Jesus we pray all these things. Amen. And God's people said, so let's live for God this week. Live loud. Allow God to use you and be the people God's called you to be. Let's stand and let's worship together.